Welcome back to Small Business Dads. My name's Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Got a cool little chat today with David Lindsay. He's a uh, trainer and a speaker, and he's got some pretty cool stories. He's led an interesting life, which has got him to where he is today. He's going to share some pretty cool stories, and he's also got some good little tips as a dad too. So hang in there for those, and I'll get straight over to David now. All right, this edition of Small Business Dads, I've got David Lindsay with me from Integrated Health and Vitality. How are you, David? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thank you, Daniel. I'm pumped up to be on here and thank you very much. I really appreciate getting the opportunity to spend this time with you. Well, mate, we've, as we found out, we've got a little bit in common with our background and so forth. But before we get into that and everything that you're doing these days, tell us a bit more about you. What's your story and your family story and so forth? Yeah, well, at, at the moment, I've got a little eight-year-old daughter who, at the moment, with all of this COVID stuff going on, I'm doing a lot of homeschooling. So that's another bow that I've had to find out a way to do. I've been a full-time coach and trainer for about 17 years. So I, I just love the industry, the fitness industry. And before that, I did, I played lower grade for South Sydney in the representative football. I did arm wrestling. And I actually snapped my humorous arm wrestling and then bump. Yeah, I yeah, it was just bad technique. And yeah, so that, that was over in Greece, over in Corfu where I snapped my arm. I was over there for a mate's wedding. And yeah, ended up in hospital there. That was the start of a round-the-world trip. And then ended up coming straight back to Australia, getting it operated on. And then from there, I started into martial arts. I did Kung Fu, Jiu-Jitsu, submission wrestling, and kickboxing. And from that, that led to getting into MMA or cage fighting. So I've been doing that in the background and retired from that a couple of years ago. And since then, I've seen the skills that... I've developed throughout my life as a coach and athlete and a trainer and brought that across into the corporate world to now I'm doing keynote speaking as well. So you got a pretty good background. You covered a wide range of things that you like. And so what led you initially to get into the fitness industry back in the day obviously that's my passion as well and my background and we've been around for pretty much the same amount of time as well so we've obviously seen a lot you've also seen a lot come and go mm. what got you in it initially well i i think growing up i, I always loved my sports i i just always i've grown up i started off playing soccer as a four-year-old my dad got me into that and i just i don't know it's just something about being in the sport being in that team environment and from that, obviously, you get fitter and stronger as you do that and your relationships with people grow and evolve. And then when I was in, I was probably about year four at school, I saw sort of thing while I was on in holidays and it was actually turned out to be Serge Nugent, the big bodybuilder. And I just loved the aesthetic look of it. And from there, I begged my parents to get me weight set and... I was in yeah, year three or four. And after probably a year or two of begging for Christmas, I finally got a weight set. And then from there, it's just kept evolving. 
And obviously, like you said, we've seen a lot over the years, the evolution of training, um, nutrition, mindset has been a big thing of late. Um, it's all just evolved like crazy. But yeah, I, I love it. And I've just sort of, it's been a lifelong thing, really. It's a lot more professional now than what it was back in the day, as I'm sure you can agree. Like, I remember when I first started, we didn't even need to be officially certified. You know, I got my first job on the back of a uni degree in health science with the undertaking that I'll do a Cert 3 along the way. And mm. it's a lot more qualified and a lot more intense now. But um, yeah, 100%. And I, I think that's a good thing as well, sure. because it means that you have to not just do your education to start off with, but as we touched on the evolution of training as well and the way that the methodologies keep evolving, you have to keep up with your CECs in order to keep registered. Yep. A lot of people, they're turning around and they're bitching and moaning about that. I, I love it because I love continuously learning, continuously improving myself in all elements of life. And if it makes me a better trainer, then all the clients are going to be happier. They're going to get better benefits. And it also tends to weed out the people that, you know, I think it's easy money. Yeah. Well, they don't normally last long anyway, you know, like it, it looks glamorous from the outside, but when you realize you've actually got to actually run a business and not just look pretty standing there next to someone counting some reps for them, it's a bit yeah, more in depth oh, than that. And normally, normally weeds yeah, them out. It, it does. And it weeds me out quickly, which I, I like that because I was down at, um, I was walking along with my daughter one time only last week. And there was this girl at, training another person because now you can do one one to ten people so long as you keep the social distancing so she wasn't breaking any rules with that but i was walking with my daughter around the park a couple of times and she didn't get off her phone the whole time and i just think either Crazy. one you you're not interested two you're definitely not keeping an eye on on the person that you're training making sure that they're doing it correctly and they're just what well, maybe they're on instagram and taking photos or whatever, but they're not concentrating on the issue at hand, which is their client. Well, people are, that's the same in any, it's the same in any industry, the way I look at it. Like people, um, they're paying for a result, but it's also a service. It's also got to be, you've also got to provide a reason for them to keep coming back rather than just, you know, it's not just a, you know, a 30 minute or an hour, whatever your session is. It's something, it's the same in any business. You have to give someone a reason to keep coming back. And you've got to have a bit of a personality to start with. And if you're looking at your phone the whole time, like what's the incentive? Why would I pay you if you're going to stare on your phone the whole time? And that's across any board. I think like you walk into a shop and you see someone that don't give you the time of day, they won't give you the time of day because they're too busy in the middle of a, you know, important Facebook post or something about. <laughs> a rant about their day. Uh, yeah. The importance of the Facebook and Instagram. And I know that that is part of, of a business nowadays as well, but you don't conduct that while you're conducting business. As you said, you need to have that personality. And in anything, it's about the relationships that you build. Because, and it's not, you're not building the relationships as well, so you can just get, get, get as well. It's constantly just giving. And then, you know, the, as you said, the people that like you and I that have been in the industry for a long time, you get to know that and it's, it is a personality. People are attracted to the personality and the professionalism. Yes, for sure. Well, you and I could probably talk about fitness all day, but before we put everyone else to sleep, well, uh, it's obviously what you've done over the years has evolved into a bit of a speaking 
uh, career. Now, how did that come about? Like, what made you go down that path? Yeah, it was interesting because I, as I said, I I did um, martial arts like kung fu, jiu jitsu, uh, wrestling, and it was largely my wrestling coach, where he, like, just the lessons that we learned on the mat, and you know, because people can hide behind whether you're a trainer, whether you're part of a a workplace, you can hide behind that position, but you can't hide on the mats. Like I've had, I've come up and wrestled against people where they've told me that they're black belts. And you know, within the space of 10 seconds, that they might be a black belt on their computer, <laughs> but, but in the real world, they're far from it. They get found out quick. Oh, it's, it's scary. And if they have that, that false sense of security to themselves when they come up against someone that knows what they're doing. But yeah, it was my wrestling coach, just the lessons that we learned on the mat. And then I went to see, like, I love listening to Eric Thomas. He's one of my favorite speakers. And I went to see him, oh, it was probably about five or six years ago. I went there and uh, there was a whole day event. And in the morning there was some ladies and I, I happened to win a prize to go to a speaking boot camp. So I went to that. That was at Balcom Hills. And then I, I saw an ad on Facebook uh, through the Speakers Institute. And my coach goes, David, you know you have a story. You know you have a method. You just need to know how to get that from the coaching world into the corporate world. Yep. So when and I've done, I've been with the Speakers Institute for a long time now and really taken my story from, as I said, with the arm wrestling where I snapped my arm, um, the way that, because I've got five steps to raising, raise vitality. Because if you can raise vitality with the employees, you're going to raise morale, which raises productivity and therefore profitability. Yep, and sure. it's, a, it's something that you and I would think is really just second nature. But, you know, it's common sense, but yet not common practice. Yep. Well, I think, you know, obviously from us, from a fitness background, we know the the healthier that you are, the fitter that you are, the clearer your mind is, the more productive you are, the less days sick you're going to have. And, uh, you know, you could go on for days about that. There's endless research that'll prove that. But, yeah. if you can, but if you can get that across to someone who's sitting across in, you know, in an office job that's getting smashed at, you know, working stupid hours and then it's got to go home and deal with the family. And now when, so I guess things have changed for you a little bit now with what you can and can't do. You, like you can't exactly get up in front of a you know, corporate group at the moment because we're all working from home. But now yeah, I think something like we were discussing earlier, there's a massive focus that needs to be placed on the mental health side of things for people and especially small business owners too. Um, you know, cause when you're running your own show and you'll probably be able to go into this in a bit more detail than me with a bit more experience than me, but when you're running your own show, you need to be, you're expected to be able to do everything or, you know, or at least know who to outsource it to. So yeah. what's your experience and what do you think is going to be the repercussions of all this isolation and, and lockdown and so forth. I know we're starting to ease restrictions now, but there's still, there's, I think there's a big toll that's going to take um, yeah, and, mental health. Yeah, well, like, like anyone, it's really just my opinion. And it's that it's, yes, lockdown is easing, but it's going to take a long time to come back to some sense of normality due to the social distancing. And with, with gyms, Obviously, you're going to have be limited with the amount of people that you can have in a gym. And I've seen photos from over in Japan where they've had the perspex between treadmills like they have at um, Woolies and stuff now. So 
that's to try and break up the obviously the germs going across, but that's only one small part of it. And it is largely to do with the mental health side of things as well, because, you know, people, they've been in lockdown for, what, two, two and two a half months, months. Basically, yeah. Yeah. At least. And it's a lot of people as well. If the gym situation, it's not just going out and training, but it's a large social part as well. Yes, definitely. And... That, that's where a lot of people, they meet, whether they're meeting there after work and do their training and then they go out afterwards or like the older people as well where they're too scared to leave their house but they go to the gym and that's where they do all of their socialising. Yeah. So it's going to take a long time for that, that to come back. And with the speaking side of things, we've had to go and do a lot of this, a lot of things like Zoom because you can't have people congregating in the one area. So I used to like talking, the larger crowds, the better. Because, you you know, you get the energy from the yes. crowd and you can really feed off it. Yep. But it's about being able to evolve in anything you do. It's a constant evolution. We've had to evolve super quickly due to the COVID. And now a lot of it is done through Zoom or a lot of it is done on the phone. But I, I like the Zoom or the Skype or FaceTime. So at least you can have that interaction with the people where yep. you can see them. Yep. Phone is good, but being able to see the person is even better because of that social side of things. Well, I think, especially from the training side of things, the thing I've noticed for my business is when we could go back on Friday to having everyone training together rather than just doing some one-on-one -on -one stuff, it was the social connection of people just they want to get out of the house and they want to see someone and mm. they want to, you know, and those connections that you get used, like you take for granted being able to go out and see people. And when that's taken away from you all of a sudden, it's sort of, especially if you live all by yourself, like it's different for us with kids and everything at home. But if you live all by yourself, it must be a tough gig for some people to have to get through right now. Oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like because I have like my daughter, I have, I have my daughter, I have my wife here as well. Uh, and it, it is just that social element. Like being locked away, that's what they do in jail when you've, you've done something even worse in jail. They put you into isolation. Yeah, yep. And that's what a lot of people are feeling like because I have spoken to a few people and just that lack of human connection because that, that's one of the big needs that we need. It's sense of community and sense of contact as well. Yep, definitely. And, Mate, and that, that's like, like we were talking about where it's the government should be more worried about the second wave that's coming after this uh, COVID-19 is, yes, this has been drastic for the globe, but the mental health and the flow-on effect of that after this all sweeps through. Yeah, I think that'll be the big uh, That'll be bigger than the initial one. Mm. I think for sure. Now you mentioned earlier about the five steps that you have. If someone is struggling right now, is there something that you can maybe implement with some of those steps or maybe just some of your words from your own experience that they might be able to implement right now? If they are feeling like, you know, businesses, obviously a lot of businesses have either been shut down or you know, drastically dropped off. Um, mm. And if they are doing it a bit tough, like, what would you say from your experience that you could, uh, you know, give them a couple of two cents worth? Yeah. Cause like we, we've been lucky enough to never been in a situation like this before. And I've heard on the radio that global emissions have actually um, dropped by the most since, world, since the world wars. So 
like we're very lucky that we haven't had anything like this globally. So anything that does come out of it, it is just going to be a guessing game for a little while. And the five steps that I have, like this really comes to the third step because I've got snap, which is creating rituals to snap into action. Nap, we're not designed to work 24, 7, 3, 6, 5. So being able to step away. And the third step is tapping and evolving. So it's always trying new things. And maybe because things aren't going to come back to normal straight away. So we have to have this open mind of how can we really step back and have a look at where we were and then, like, a lot of people, and it's annoying me when people say pivot. Oh, pivot here, pivot here. And that's sort of really, it's just become another word. But I like to think of it as tapping and evolving. And this is the perfect time to try that because no one knows how people are going to react to the situation. If they're going to come out, like, and swamp you or if they're going to be very hesitant. Yeah. And now is a perfect time to think about things as we're starting to slowly release and come at things with a different angle, with a different way to get people back in. Now, yeah, I like that. And especially the thing that I think you said that's most important, and it's the one that everybody neglects is the sleep. So you yes. mentioned the nap and you can't be smashing yourself on both ends. Otherwise you're going to burn out and hopefully everyone's had a chance to reset a bit and use this time to change their business where you know and have a look at things what's working what's not but also too just to recharge so if your work has been shut down and you've been cut down hopefully you've been able to sleep a bit and let that body heal and which in turn your mind's going to be a hell of a lot clearer and it'll make you look at your uh, your problems in a different light i think anyway yeah i 100% and like you said it is a, it's a forced reset like you and i on the the 23rd of March, it was, okay, gyms are closed from midday. And we couldn't, we couldn't see that coming. It was all just a part of it. And we were forced to stop our work. And it was a forced reset. So giving that time as opposed to, I normally get up at three o'clock in the morning in order to train myself, to train other people. But you have to have that, that nap. And, and yeah. And like you said, oh, that's my daughter up there. She's just come in and, and she likes to have, have a little little word here and there. She loves hearing She can come in if she wants. We can ask her a couple of questions about how she feels. <laughs> that's a dad's podcast after all. It is. So we all know what it's like. Where we have the kids, they're all homeschooling. Um, like they, they go back on Monday to full time. And the hat goes off to the teachers as well. Where I go, she's a good kid, but, you know, it's, hard when you're trying to do work from home you're trying to look after them they've got schoolwork you've got your own work yeah it's it, hard it doesn't work does it act. yeah but it's doable because there's like most people are, are burnt out or they're right on the edge of it because as you said they're trying to burn the candle at both ends and it's just not doable we're not designed to work 24 7 we're designed to work in short intense chunks and those chunks are also meant to be broken up by physical activity. Definitely. Well, look, if we can focus on some positives, and obviously you've got a lot of experience and people that you've worked with over the last 17 years, if, if, is there anything that stands out for you that's been a big win or someone that you've been able to help that you want to share now to give yourself a, you know, give yourself a bit of a wrap and pump up your tires a little bit, but uh, you know, focus on some positives yeah. rather than talking about all the downsides of all this yeah. stuff. And there, there's so many positives. Even from this situation, there's a lot, lot of positives. 
because you can now that we've we've got that time where we can sit back and relax and it's not just about sitting down and watching whatever's on netflix I, i'm not a netflix fan by any means but i do love uh the last dance that's awesome i love yeah. it that, that's what i got into i haven't watched the last two episodes but just seeing the the different side of things because you know obviously michael jordan being the greatest like in basketball and me being a little white guy he actually got me into basketball yeah well that's the same like from our era he was the one that got us all in in the 90s that was you know when the little bits that you got that came yeah. out on delay on you know, channel 10 it was <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it got us into and, it yeah and the i think it's going to be hard for anyone to like they may be better than him, but they're not going to have the influence that he had and the impact that he had. It's like with Usain Bolt, where he's massive, but he he does get a lot of people, but he doesn't have the influence and impact that Michael Jordan had. And it's just been brilliant to see. And also the other players, one thing that I really got into was Dennis Rodman. Like we all knew that he was a partier and stuff like that, but the level of depth and detail that he went into studying the game. Oh, he was smarter than what he was portrayed as, that's for sure. When you look yeah. at him, he knew exactly where to stand and and you can relay that back that you know, you can relay that back to a business. He just knew it inside and out. And he just knew exactly where he had to be and when he had to be to yeah. get the the rebound at a certain angle. And yeah. I yeah, I think that's awesome. Like, you know, for a basketball nerd like me, that stuff <laughs> is that stuff's gold. Yeah, and, and that that's exactly what I was gonna relate it to is to businesses where Dennis Rodman he had this thing of being the partier, the funky coloured hair, but yeah, the level of detail that he went, he knew that when Larry Bird would shoot the ball, his wrist would flick at a certain angle, so the rebound would more than likely come off in a certain direction. And he just that level of detail that he had, where people can have that level of detail with their own business and know how to move it around at this time. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and when it comes to training as well, like this time, people forget that we don't need equipment. Really, we can do everything necessary with just our body weight. Yep. And 100%. You know, body weight training is actually better than, than using the weights because it's closed chain compared to open chain training. So when you're doing push-ups as opposed to a bench press, it's not just using your chest, but using your core, your glutes, your, your quads, your hamstrings, working everything from the ground up. Yep, definitely. So, and, and once again, that all comes back down to getting everything running and, and that smooth machine. And um, if we could, uh, if I want to go back to the parenting side of things, and um, it's obviously, you know, with an eight-year-old, you've got eight years of experience on your belt. What would you say would be your number one tip as a dad and maybe... Um, you know, it might be from at this stage now, it might be from when they were younger that you can pass on to someone else. Yeah, well, what I've really taken, particularly from this stage, but all the way through, I I really just learned this lesson where you need to spend time with your kids because we're never going to get this time again. That's right. At any age. Like I was saying before, every step along the way of my daughter's life has been my favourite stage. Obviously, when she's born, you, you go, oh, I'm so yeah. excited. I just have this cute little thing. Yeah. And then when she started crawling, I went, oh. And then when she, I, I couldn't wait until I got home from work and her to come running down the hallway yeah. and go, daddy. And just when that happened, like my heart melted. And we, 
we're just here, like me and my wife are really trying to create experiences for my daughter. And with this time as well, I actually picked up a phone, which she wasn't very happy about because she got a phone that she can call me and me or my wife if necessary. But when I opened it, it made my heart melt a little bit as well. There was a picture of her and I under under a doona just watching TV. Nice. And it had, she wrote hashtag quality time on it. That's cool. That's cool. And, you know, like, you know, you can work however long you want, but then by the time you get to a point where you want to interact with those kids, you have to remember that small things, when they're small, are, are really big things. So if you can't listen to their small issues when they're small, when they get big and you want them to talk to you, that line of communication is going to be messed up. Yeah, it's not going to work, is it? So it's, you know, I've just really spent this time when I can, like we try and have our breaks at the same time, her with her schoolwork, me with my working from home. And we, we spend that time together and like we like going for walks, we like kicking ball. But to really have that that relationship that's just gone to a whole nother level with her. And my wife's actually been jealous because she's she's still at work. So we've been lucky in that situation that one, she's at work, so we still have some money coming in. But also the fact that her and I get that time. And it's a time that we're never going to get back. So I've really been, been enjoying this time. Well, that's a, it's definitely a positive take you out of it. And you can, well, that's one thing I um, I did enjoy, even though some days were a bit of a struggle with the uh, butting heads and so forth. But I did enjoy being able to see my girls in the morning when I'm normally out. Yeah. Um, I'm normally out training. So that was the, uh, that's definitely one thing that I took out of it. But um, just before we wrap up, there's one question I always like to ask, and it's a little bit out of left field. But if you could, obviously, we've got a few years of experience on our belt now, but if you could go back and tap your younger self on the shoulder at whatever stage of your life it might be, you know, when you're a teenager or, you know, when you think you know it all and, and, or, you know, maybe when you're starting the business, what would you go back now with what you know now and tell that younger self? Yeah, I'll probably go back to when I was probably 15. And I, cause I, I never used to read books. I just, I was all about sport my whole life and just the, to really take that time to read, to learn things from different angles and trust yourself. You know, so many people, they don't, don't really jump in wholeheartedly because they don't trust themselves. They always have that fear factor. And by jumping in, like with the speaking, for example, standing up in front of crowds, I was shitting myself the first couple of times, you know, but it's about getting, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So really trust yourself, take the time to read and educate yourself as well, because there's nothing, nothing beyond that. No, that's nice. I like that. And obviously, you know, I guess like a lot of kids, sometimes they find it a bit hard. It's not cool to read as such for a lot of people. And but um, look, that's, and obviously the stuff, there's so many decent books out there business wise or whatever, but uh, so long as you're implementing something from it, that's what I've learned over the years that, you know, back in the day when I first started, I read so many books just to say I've read them, but I couldn't tell you one single thing because I wasn't, the head wasn't in the right space for it. Yeah. And it's about learning and taking something out to make sure that time was worth it. I think. Yeah. A big time. And what you said there specifically was, was implementing it, actioning it. Cause yeah, there's no point like in, in a course that I do, 
I, I give people skills, but there's no point giving them all, and like with training and with any other thing, there's no point giving people skills and tools if they're just gonna put them in the shed. So whatever you learn, you have to implement it. And it's not gonna be perfect to start off with. It never is. If it was, it, it's like, you know, the cliche of how many times did it take you to walk? Yeah. You need to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. And eventually this square piece of rock will turn into a nice smooth ball. And then you still have to keep polishing it up to make sure that it keeps smooth. Nice. Well, that's it. And I think you're always re- like, there's a lot that we can learn from little kids, especially, you know, how many times they don't, they fall over, they're walking, you know, how many times they just, they're running along and they're tearing down and then they put, yeah. they fall over and blow a sand shiver. They don't, they don't worry about it. They get on with it unless they're really hurt, but they just get on with it and they keep going. And yeah. there's too many times was, I think we, uh, we think too hard. We overthink things. Yeah. I, and along with that, I think one big lesson that adults can really take from kids is, is to laugh, is to have yeah. fun while you're doing stuff. Because, you know, we're, we're in a job as well where we're with people. We get to have that time with different personalities and we get to laugh and have fun. And it makes such a difference. Even like people that are working in offices, you walk in there and it's almost like you can feel the weight really just dragging down. All you need to do is you, you're responsible for your own smile and try and be responsible for someone else's. Just try and lighten the mood and have fun because you find that you're more productive as well. And you're going to, you know, if you're friends with the people that you work with, you're going to have that relationship and you do more for your family and friends than you're willing to do for yourself. It's just about raising productivity. Nice. I like it, Dave. Mate, where can we find out more about you if someone's listening and, they, and they're and they interested in what you're offering, whether it's training or whether it's speaking or, you know, if they, if they just want to find a bit more about you, where can they go? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is David Lindsay, D-A-V-I-D-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y.com.au. Or a better way is to contact me through email. It's david at davidlindsay.com.au. So D-A-V-I-D at D-A-V-I-D-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y.com.au. Beauty. And I know you mentioned earlier before we hit record that um, you are a manager when the gyms are open down the track. And if there's something you want to mention there too, it's up. Yeah. For anyone that's in Sydney, uh, I'm manager of the juniors fitness center at Kingsford. So we're all about really trying to get people back into it to, to help them with their mental health and to get back in the swing of things. So if you email me on that, at that email address, We'll give you five free free entries to it. All you have to do is say that you heard on here. And yeah, I'm more than happy to give you five free entries to the gym. It's at Kingsford in um, South Sydney area. Too easy. Well, mate, it definitely. Even though, yeah, obviously we're both in the same industry, but there's plenty of people that need some action and the world's mm. big enough for everybody. It's a good, uh, it's a good mentality. That- drop all those links in the show note and then we'll uh mate i appreciate it and definitely go check out your website davidlindsay.com.au thanks for your time david appreciate My it pleasure. thank you very much I've, I've had advice it's good just have this um communication and have this contact nice well mate definitely i appreciate it and over and out
All right, there you go. I hope you got something out of that little chat with David. He's got some cool little steps that I want you to go back and listen to if you need and don't be afraid to get in touch with him if you find that you resonated with what he said and he can help you along your journey too. Now, what I would do before we sign off for another week, appreciate if you can go on, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review and also share the episode. If you hear a story on here, whether it's this one or whether it's another one that really resonates with you and you really enjoyed it, please share it with your network, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, wherever. The more people that hear this, the more uh, the more ears, the more people that we can affect and help along the way, which also brings me to, if you want to be a little guest on here and have a chat, tell us about your family, about your story, and of course, about your business, send me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com. I'd love to hear from you and we can sort out a time to sit down and have a chat. Until next time.